Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. It is Thursday, December 1st, and this is People Every Day. Welcome, everyone, to the beginning of the end of 2022. It's December, and it's me, Janine Rubenstein, back behind the mic once again. Today, we must discuss this Good Morning America drama surrounding two anchors reportedly having an affair. Who's married to who? Who's dating who? Who knew? Just a lot to discuss. Also, the trailer for Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's Netflix documentary just dropped, and it looks so juicy. So much happening, so let's get to it. It's never easy to talk about stories that involve alleged sexual assault, but just to give you listeners a warning, that's where our first story takes us. The Danny Masterson rape trial concludes with a hung jury. The That 70s Show alum was on trial after being charged in 2020 for forcibly raping three women in separate incidents in his home between 2001 and 2003. Masterson faced a maximum sentence of up to 45 years to life in prison. Yesterday, the jury in the case said they were unable to reach a verdict on any of the three charges. Per deadline, 10 jurors thought Masterson was not guilty on count one, while two believed he was guilty. With count two, eight jurors believed he was not guilty and four believed he was guilty. And on count three, the jurors were split between seven people for not guilty and five for guilty. After the judge declared the mistrial, two of the women who testified in the trial, identified as Jane Doe number two and Jane Doe number three, shared their frustrations in a powerful statement. Quote, we are obviously disappointed that, at least for the time being, Daniel Masterson has evaded criminal accountability for his deplorable acts. However, we are collectively resolved to continue our fight for justice, including in civil court, where we have alleged that Mr. Masterson, along with the Church of Scientology, its leader, David Miscavige, and others conspired to systematically stalk, harass, and intimidate us when we sought to shed light on Mr. Masterson's actions. This legal fight is far from over, and it is critical that we reckon with Scientology's alleged role in covering up reports of abuse and threatening victims, end quote. A retrial date has been set for March 27th of next year, and in the meantime, Masterson will remain free on bail. Obviously, this is a story we will continue to follow, and we obviously hope that justice is served. As we segue out of that difficult story, we move on to the growing health concerns surrounding beloved Today Show weatherman Al Roker. On November 18th, Roker revealed on Instagram that he was hospitalized to receive medical treatment for blood clots in his legs and lungs. While absent from his usual hosting duties at this year's Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, Roker shared an encouraging photo of himself watching the parade and cheering on his colleagues. But people can confirm that just one day after being discharged from the hospital, Roker was rushed back to the hospital. A source told people that Al, quote, had to go to the hospital in an ambulance and Roker's wife, Deborah Roberts, was locked out of her car and couldn't get inside. The car malfunctioned. She couldn't get her phone or any of her belongings. Yesterday, his daughter Layla shared a post from the hospital thanking her father's fans and followers for all their love and support. 
Blood clots are no joke, you guys, and can be very scary. I'm glad to hear that Al is receiving treatment, and we join millions of his fans in wishing him a speedy recovery. And now, let's move from the Today Show over to Good Morning America and get into all of the drama behind the newly revealed relationship of GMA's Amy Robach and TJ Holmes. Well, I don't know about you, but yesterday afternoon, my timeline blew up with the news that GMA's Amy Robach and TJ Holmes were allegedly having an affair. Photos surfaced of Robach and Holmes holding hands in a car and cozying up at a bar during a vacation in upstate New York. Robach is still married to Melrose Place alum Andrew Hsu, while Holmes was said to be happily still married to attorney Marilee Fiebig. Now, a source tells people that both of these couples separated in August within weeks of each other and that any friendship that may have turned romantic did not occur until after the separation with their spouses. There is a lot to get into with this story, and there is only one person we could have had on to help us break it all down. So please welcome back to the show, Executive Editorial Director Charlotte Triggs. Charlotte, you ready for this? Sure, Janine, let's do it. <laughs> well, let's start with the history. When did they start working together and what has their relationship been like over the years on camera? These guys were just co-stars for such a long time, right? TJ Holmes joined the show in 2014. She's been on the show for quite a long time um, beyond that. They were very friendly as many anchors that are employed by morning television are. That's part of the job, right? She was very effusive though about him. She wrote on Instagram, like that when she found out her co-anchor was going to be TJ Holmes, that she almost fell out of her chair and she said she couldn't have, they couldn't have picked a better person. She was super excited. And like, there was a lot of stuff that they did together. Like they ran, trained and ran the marathon together. You know what I mean? Like, by the way, on shows, people do stuff like that and it's like stunty and gimmicky and whatever. So I think that's part of the reason that just nobody noticed this for such a long time. Yeah. Sources have told us that, you know, they were very friendly, that they, when they would travel for assignments, they didn't like try to, sneak around. They would just hang out and they actually didn't care that people saw them. They weren't really hiding anything. And the exact precise timeline of it, of course, is what has made things a little squishy. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm looking back at some of these old quotes. She Effusive is is correct. She's like, basically, he's like my brother. We just can finish each other's sentences. We get along so well. It's so wonderful to have. Again, it's that trust. And you don't always have that on the set. But I know no matter what I do or say, he's got my back and vice versa. And that's everything. Like, but I, I mean, I love you, Charlotte, but <laughs> I don't know if I would... <laughs> If I would say all that, right? I mean, right. But it's like also she sets the thing in motion with like, he's like my brother. That immediately puts everybody at ease, right? You like tune out. You're not going to be like, oh, like these guys are hot for each other. So bringing us up to speed on yesterday's breaking news, just run us through what was alleged and how this story got to be so big so fast. So the Daily Mail published a variety of photographs of them together. Now, Nobody knew that they had split up with their spouses, which if you're a publicist, that's error number one. So the Daily Mail publishes these photos where they're very lovey-dovey. They're holding hands. They're at a bar. He's touching her butt. It's very cozy. And it it looks like people who are full on together, it's not even all that passionate. We've talked about this before. You see a picture where somebody just looks really relax with someone that's almost more damn mm-hmm. it's been a while it's almost more damning right people hadn't realized that they had each split up with their um, spouses so it did look very bad for a minute and apparently the same month 
they split up with their spouses. Right. So I heard from a source yesterday who said that she split up with her husband in the beginning of August, and a few weeks later, he split up from his wife. And this source really insisted that they didn't do anything until they were single Mm, mm -hmm. and that there wasn't any kind of affair and that they weren't trying to hide it because there's nothing to hide and their spouses have moved out. But, you know, they're two consenting adults who want to be together and that they have every right to do so. It's the fact that they kind of botched the public (laughs) knowledge element of this. Nobody wants to like broadcast that their marriage has failed. They think they can skirt by, that they don't have to do it, that they can get away without putting out a statement, without advertising it. But this right here is why publicists exist. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when you're two faces that millions of people come to (laughs) every single morning, that's an added layer as well. But you mentioned speaking to a source that helped explain a lot of what's going on. Do you feel as though this is the full story because there's the reports of them like kind of meeting up over that marathon you mentioned and getting close. That was back in March. But we know that she was still posting loving pictures and stuff with Andrew Shu because they were on the air today. They were on the air today. It's fascinating, Jeannie. At a certain point when someone says, yes, we are dating and it's not a secret, that just is very good PR move. Takes all the Takes all the air out of the tires of what what might have been a brewing scandal, right? It's like, oh, okay, you are dating. And the bottom line is, who's to prove what the hell they were doing beforehand, before they split up with their spouses? How can anybody possibly know? They must be very confident (laughs) that they weren't photographed doing anything naughty beforehand. That's being, of course, cynical and assuming that it started beforehand. Then again, you never know. It's like there are people who really, who really do stay buttoned up and like coming from a network like this that's owned by Disney. And maybe they really did just make sure that everything was on the up and up. Bottom line is, is unless you're in the room, you just are never going to actually, unfortunately, know <laughs> what the real deal is. But lastly, I want to talk about Amy Robach a little bit. Take me just into a little bit of her backstory and how we think this will will play with viewers and, and fans. Amy Robach has been through a lot. You may remember this is already about 10 years ago, I think, when she did a mammogram on air. She said this herself, that they kind of pressured her into doing it. She thought it was like weird and annoying and like whatever. But the on-air mammogram that was like for a segment actually detected cancer. It turns out that she had breast cancer and she went through the treatment and all of this. And then she recounted in her memoir just how difficult that was and like how she and her husband kind of made it through this really challenging period. I mean, she was very candid about that at the time, but said that it really brought them together and made their marriage stronger. She's an interesting character and she's been kind of like one of the core members of that team. And you may remember she, it turns out, had had a lot of information about reporting on the Ghislaine Maxwell and Epstein stuff. One of the times that she came up in the news was that she had had this reporting that she'd wanted to air that hadn't been aired. And there was actually like an indignant clip that leaked out of her, like saying like, you guys should have run my reporting when I had it. It's just interesting because it's like you were reminded that at the at the core of this, she's a very serious and very accomplished journalist, and she's someone who has had intermittent periods of intense public scrutiny on her life, but not so much lately. And I think that's exactly why she was probably just going about her business and living her life and not really thinking that anybody was going to give her a hard time about it. Someone was interested in them for sure. Well, Charlotte, thank you for joining us again. For more on the story, you guys, make sure to head over to people.com. Thanks so much. 
as we mentioned at the top of the show, the trailer for the new Megan and Harry Netflix documentary is out. And there is plenty of buzz out there surrounding what these two plan to reveal about life inside the walls of Buckingham Palace. But that's not the only news out there surrounding the royal family. Earlier this week, an official close to King Charles was fired over racist comments. Plus, William and Kate were spotted courtside at the Celtics game last night. Later on in the show, we'll break down the latest Windsor family news. And before that, Drew Barrymore is known for her upbeat, positive personality, her incredible performances on the big screen, hosting a talk show, and looking fabulous in the process. Coming up, we are joined by our in-house fashion fan and expert, Andrea Laventhal, to talk about her recent appearance on Drew's show and why the actress has the best gift guides out there. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So Style Watch magazine, I always felt like it was almost like walking into a fantasy store where everything was like on trend, well-priced, and went with everything you already owned. I know you guys recognize that voice. That's People's Style and Beauty Director Andrea Laventhal on Drew Barrymore's talk show yesterday talking about our Style Watch issue. Plus, they also took a trip down memory lane and recreated some of Drew's iconic red carpet looks from over the years, which is something Drew does in our Style Watch issue as well. So head over to people.com to see that. She's had some great fashion moments, you guys. And not only does Drew turn heads on the red carpet, she also knows how to put together a great gift guide and she did one exclusively for people just in time for the holidays. So back with me to talk about two of my favorite things, fashion and gifts, is People's Style and Beauty Director, Andrea Laventhal. Hey, Andrea, welcome back. Oh, hi. Here I am. Well, anyone who knows me knows how much I love Beyonce. And now that's not a non sequitur because Drew told us that the all white pantsuit that she wore way back at the 2003 Charlie's Angels premiere was inspired by Destiny's Child. Listen, they were taking colors and fabrics and styles, but they were making them very different for each of them and their body types. And to me, that goes back to my love of tailoring and it is not one size fits all. So it's so fun going back and looking at 20 years of Drew's style. And she really has fun with fashion and it shows you cannot predict what Drew's going to wear. And that's a good thing. So one of the looks we pulled was her 2005 Oscars look. 
And she said that she really wanted to wear a serious dress. Well, serious translates to Atelier Versace. She wanted serious hair, and that meant an updo. And she said she always has mood boards. And that night she was trying to channel Elizabeth Taylor, Eva Gabor, bedroomy, sexy. She likes that like old Hollywood reference, which I think is very cool and really shows when she does red carpet glam. And fashion commentary aside, as we mentioned earlier, Drew curated a gift guide for us that features all these great items under $100. So what's on there that we can buy for friends and family? What did you like? I have to give Drew a shout out for being a gift elf. Like she truly... (laughs) is gifted in the art of gift giving. And the fact that not only does she give great gifts, she can curate an entire gift guide under $100. I Doing that as a style and beauty editor isn't easy, let alone a celebrity who has access to like the coolest stuff. But she's really relatable. She, for the family, she was really funny. She said, can we rename gym bags busy day bags? And the duffel she picked was by Base, B-E-I-S, the sport duffel. It's $88. I don't know if that's how you pronounce the brand because it was new to me. And that's another thing I love. Drew introduces me, the person who's supposed to know every brand and everything, to new things. So this was one of them. Did you see she did that adorable personalized charm necklace from Golden? It's the personalized Marcel, Marseille, Marcel, again, pronunciation, not my strong suit. It's $86. She said, I love how these necklaces have a pretty illustration on the front so that the personal inscription is close to your heart. Personalized gifts are like extra thoughtful, right? They're just the best. Not only did I click to buy, I also did an extra click to add your initial. That's how much I love you. And in this case, it has a personal inscription. So you actually have to come up with something. It's that thoughtful. I need something that means something. So I love that. Okay, lastly, now I am not a big cook, so it would be very hard for me to pick out something to get someone who does cook. So this was very helpful. She said for the cook in your life, there she created from her own beautiful line for Walmart, a five-in-one cooker. It's a electric expandable skillet, which sounds intimidating, but when you see it, it's so adorable, which is the whole premise behind her homeware line. It comes in all these great colors, like cornflower blue and oyster gray. Are you going to ask me what it does? Because I don't know what a skillet does. It sounds like it cooks stuff, Janine, but it's so cute that I would just put it on my kitchen counter and let people think that I am like a whiz in the kitchen. And it's only $59. Oh my goodness. Andrea, it's always so fun having you on. Thank you for stopping by. Thank you for having me, even though I can't cook. I appreciate it. The intriguing world of the royals always catches my eye, from the Prince and Princess of Wales to the Duke and Duchess of Sussex, Harry and Meghan. Princess Kate and Prince William are now stateside, which means their whereabouts are all the buzz. Oh, and the king himself, King Charles, now finds his staff in the hot seat for claims of racism, which obviously is not the kind of press the royal family needs. Well, so much to get to and so little time, and that is exactly why I am happy to have People's Senior News Editor, Aaron Hill. Hey, Aaron, welcome back to the podcast. 
Hi, Janine. Thanks for having me. It's been eight years since Kate Middleton and Prince William last came to the U.S., and they touched down on Wednesday for a three-day trip as they make their way through the East Coast. And upon their arrival, Prince William released a personal statement saying, in part, Catherine and I are delighted to be back in the United States and are extremely grateful to Governor Baker and the First Lady of Massachusetts for their warm welcome in Boston. So how have they been spending their time and what else is on their itinerary? We're just on day two of this visit to Boston, but William and Kate have been so busy and I kicked it off with an outdoor welcome outside City Hall where they were greeted by thousands of well-wishers and locals who lined up to to meet them and they were welcomed officially by Mayor Wu and Governor-elect Mara Healy. And so it was a a really great welcome to the city. They then capped off the night sitting courtside at the Celtics game. We know they're a sports-loving couple, so it was really fun to see them there. And Thursday's kicking off already with some busy, busy trio of outings. We're seeing them at some environmental organizations, a nonprofit near Boston. And then, of course, it all culminates tomorrow with the big awards, Williams Earthshot prize award ceremony, which will be glittering. There's going to be a green carpet. We're going to see Billie Eilish perform, Ellie Goulding, um, some celebrity presenters. So it's going to be really starry. And that's where we're going to see the, the glam moment come out, especially for Kate. Well, across the country, Prince William's brother, Prince Harry, and his wife, Meghan Markle, are making headlines of their own, this time for the newly released trailer for their Netflix documentary, perfectly titled Harry and Meghan. Here's a clip. When the stakes were this high... Doesn't it make more sense to hear our story from us? And according to Netflix, quote, the series explores the clandestine days of their early courtship and the challenges that led to them feeling forced to step back from their full-time roles in the institution. So what else do we know about this doc? This is really intimate and personal documentary for them. And honestly, this is unprecedented. We haven't seen anything like this from any royal family members to do anything remotely close to such a personal docu-series where they're really going into their love story and also a lot of the difficulties they face. What we know so far is that it's slated to premiere this month. There's going to be six episodes. And we already know it's including some really personal, intimate footage from their life together. We've seen snaps um, from their dancing at their wedding reception, which famously there were no photos released from inside their reception. We know that there's some insight into their trips to Africa, which are really important to their relationship. We're seeing this amazing baby bump shot of Megan during one of her pregnancies. But in addition to some of the moments of joy, there's also the difficulties, a lot of shots of Megan wiping away tears, Harry looking really, really tense. We're seeing a photo of the couple in 2019 with the royal family at a Commonwealth Day ceremony. And we know that was amid some some major tensions within the royal family. So this is going to really go into their story and we're going to hear it in a way we've never heard before. They said themselves who better than us to tell our story. Cannot wait for that. But things are looking bright, I guess, for all these stateside royals. Not so much across the pond, though. Yesterday, news broke about a senior member of King Charles's team who resigned following claims of racism by a guest who attended the Buckingham Palace reception to combat violence against women. So how did this interaction occur and has Buckingham Palace responded? Do we know if the issue has been resolved? 
the palace has responded really quickly, which is, is something new. We haven't seen them respond quite so fast to an incident like this, but this is a very serious one, serious allegations. And so they wanted to get on top of it, especially ahead of William and Kate's big visit to the U.S. So what we know is that domestic abuse activist Ngozi Filani says she was repeatedly asked these racially load, loaded questions about her heritage and background by a palace aide at a reception that was hosted by Queen Camilla at Buckingham Palace. Fulani shared the full conversation on Twitter and she claimed she was asked questions like, what nationality are you? Where do you really come from? She was continually pressed, where do your people come from? What part of Africa are you from? And so on, on Wednesday, one day after the incident occurred, Buckingham Palace spoke, spoke out and saying that they're taking this incident really seriously and the aide has already resigned and they're addressing it internally and also reached out to Fulani to have her come in person and speak to them about her experiences she wants. We also heard from the spokesman for William and Kate, who said that that he was really disappointed to hear about the guest's experience and that racism has no place in our society. And he also said that William agrees with the decision that was made and, and supports that decision. Wow. Well, Aaron, thanks so much for coming on and breaking it all down for me. Thanks for having me. And I'll leave you with this. Chicago is known for its iconic skyscrapers, hard opinions on hot dogs, and its friendly Northsiders versus Southsiders rivalry. The South Side often gets a bad rap, at least in the news, as being one of the most dangerous places in the United States. But Keelan Blackwell is hoping to change that narrative one flower at a time. Blackwell runs a nonprofit organization called Southside Blooms. The organization takes what were once vacant lots scattered around Chicago's South End and transforms them into solar-powered, ultra-organic flower farms. Blackwell hires at-risk neighborhood youth to work at the nonprofit's farm to vase florist, and in doing so, not only creates jobs, but beautifies the community. The flower shop currently has over a dozen employees who range in ages 15 to 26, and Keelan shared, quote, a lot of these kids were out in the streets or in gangs. Now they're in the flower shop with shears and they're making centerpieces and corsages and boutonnieres. That's a glimpse of what the future could be, not just for Chicago, but pretty much every major city. Southside Blooms Flower Farms each have pocket parks, usable areas of green space for birthday parties, neighborhood barbecues, and concerts. Keelan Blackwell's flower shop, which he runs with his wife, Hannah, gives kids a safe place to go after school, a way to earn money, and teaches marketable skills. And that's on top of creating over 10 acres of beautiful flowers right in the middle of the city. And that's all part of Keelan's vision. As he said to us, could you imagine driving on the south side of Chicago and seeing flower farms everywhere? Just like if you're driving in Napa Valley, you see beautiful vineyards everywhere. That's definitely our dream, and we think it's possible. The flower farms have beehives, so Southside Blooms also sells raw honey and candles. They offer homemade seed paper, greeting cards made from recycled shredded paper from local schools. In addition to four flower farms in the Windy City, Southside Blooms has a pilot program in Detroit and a partnership in Gary, Indiana, and the nonprofit's founder hopes to replicate the initiative's success in cities across the country. Uh, this story is just so beautiful. I mean, literally beautiful. I really hope this catches on nationally, and of course, I hope this story was just a little something to make you smile. And that is our show for today. Stay warm out there and I'll talk to you again tomorrow as we close out the week together right here on People Every Day.